Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. Sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. It's Fightful's The Hump. With uh, Jimmy Van and Sean Ross Sapp. Fightful.com. Yeah, yeah. What's up, you guys? Look at me. I don't even have the right frame on. Look, look at me. There we go. I was go. just looking What's... at it going, wait a second. <laughs> What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp. Welcome to Fightful. Welcome to The Hump. It is October 25th, 2023, on a day in which... Listen, me and WWE had to go toe-to-toe, Jimmy. I had to square up on WWE. I was sitting on this Germany news. I even said it on Monday. I said, you know what? We're going to have some news on an underserved uh, general area that WWE is going to be going to soon. But listen, listen, they had that six-shooter on their hip, and I had one too. I said, how about Paris? FightfulSelect.com. Lots to talk about, about WWE in Europe. FightfulSelect.com has the exclusive, but we're here right now. Leave us a thumbs up. If you want your question or statement read on the air, send a super chat here at YouTube.com slash Fightful like Matt Hennessy and Jay Miller did. You can also go to HumperChats.com if you really want to get in the humping mood. You can leave those before we go on the air, while we're on the air, any of that good stuff. This is largely a show driven by what you guys want to talk about and uh, some things that I don't want to talk about, but we're going to anyway. Because we have to educate. We have to educate. We we do have to educate because sincerely, I dealt with some of the dumbest people that I have ever dealt with in my career this week. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, and you're always pretty. Everything that you said. So we're talking about the dominant Mysterio piped in noise thing. Everything that you said, I agreed with everything you said because Mm -hmm. as a television viewer, I had recognized it for a while. Like this, this wasn't anything that just came up, and for some reason. Every now and then, a certain post that you put up, and even me sometimes, they like take off for no apparent reason. And oh, this- it's it's because it's it's mildly critical. Like there are so many fans that cannot cannot comprehend that there might be a mildly tepid criticism of WWE. Now, before somebody comes and says, oh, "Well, you don't deal with criticism," well, well, no, you telling me that I'm doing coke and 
banging uh, people on the side and all this stuff. That's not a mild, that's not a criticism. That's you being like some weirdo on the internet. But like specifically what I had tweeted was the laid in booze are, or the piped in booze are very, very heavy tonight. They should really trust Dominic and Logan Paul to just do it on their own. They're more than capable of it. And Caden's saying, <laughs> pipe gate. And Kyler says, this is why he told me to stay positive on the account. Exactly. Exactly. That's why, like, our social media has overwhelmingly positive tweets. It's usually not worth it. And admittedly, I did do that as a bit of a test. And I was like, you know what? I don't really tweet negative or critical stuff. I usually say that for the podcast. And I even said to somebody, I bet people are going to act a fool over this. They did. Yeah, they did. Beyond beyond being willfully stupid, outright stretching, changing what I said, misunderstanding, even even when it's clarified beyond what didn't even need to be clarified. Yep, yep. Yeah. Well, now now we're going to clarify it like in <laughs> yes. the spoken word as opposed to the written word, and then hopefully people are going to understand. So, me as a television viewer, I'll just speak for myself. For a number of weeks, maybe not every week, but a number of weeks it seemed clear to me that they were piping in noise on TV because when Dom would start speaking instantly, we're talking the second that he would start speaking, the noise would pick up. And the second that he stopped speaking, the noise would instantly stop. Like we're talking the split second that he would stop talking. And as a viewer, I'd watch that and I would think that just doesn't look natural. And so I felt for a while this was happening. And what you tried to make people understand was they didn't pipe it in in the arena. They filtered it into the television broadcast, correct? And that's the difference. Yes. So there, there were people that were live on Monday in the arena that were shitting on you saying, bullshit, I'm here live and it's loud. Dummies. That's, that's not what Sean was <sighs> saying. He was saying that on the television broadcast, they were very clearly sweetening the noise, almost like the old laugh track on, uh, on not, yeah. in the day. Kind of like not that. only that, it was noticeable because the levels noticeable. would go up, then they'd crash down. They also yes. turned down his mics. Now, there are multiple ways that they can pipe in audio. They can do it in the arena. I don't know why they would need to for Dominic and Logan Paul yep. in the arena, but yep. it's something they've done. They've added chants in the past. They've added a lot of stuff to, to theme songs in the past as well. Uh, and Brandon Joseph says, as someone who used to direct live TV, it's 100% audio, uh, obvious with these sudden immediate changes in audio levels. Yes. Uh, uh, Joel Pearl says, we call it riding the faders. Exactly. If you are trying to say that the sound that was on TV was the sound that was in the venue, you're a moron. The sound was fine in the venue. I got right. sent plenty of videos where people said, explain this. Right. Explain it to yourself. What, what the? <laughs> it's not the same. They can also do both. There's any number of that. There were people that were acting like I hated Dominic. But what the? F <laughs> if anything, we Alex, put him over all the time. Alex the time. has like accused me of, of like being too kind to Dominic in yeah. that sense. But when you see the types of accounts that tweet stuff like that, you know they're bad faith actors, first off, or willfully stupid, or they're outright lying. I said exactly what I was intending to say. They laid in booze. Dominic and Logan Paul don't need it. Especially when you saw how Logan Paul handled the what chance at the beginning of that. Especially when you heard the crowd during the Nia Jax thing. There was not a crowd 
that needed it. Right. Patchy Rick says, if you need help piping in your boo, bluechew.com, code Fightful. That's pretty good. Well, okay. That's a pretty good one. That is good. That is a good one. But, um, oh my God, guys. And not only that, I did hit up people at WWE. And I asked, and I was like, piped in booze, right? Like, it's been a thing people have complained about before. Monday was the first time I noticed it. And I was like, damn, what the hell? And they were like, yeah, of course. And I had people that were like, your source is lying to you. <laughs> I had someone say, they must not like you. And I'm like, I wish you first off, I wish you had a job in general, like get off my dick. But second, that's just not, I wish I could shake these people and be like, that's not the way this works. A lot of them are using what Hunter said, right? Because when, when Hunter was in the ring and, and made the little quip about, yeah. oh, and they say it's piped in. They're using that to say, well, this is why Sean's wrong because Hunter oh made God. fun of it. But again, we're yeah. not talking in the arena. We're talking the television broadcast. And as a viewer, like I said, it was very noticeable to me because of the timing. So Yeah. They would go up. And man, those booze would just crash immediately. That's right. And I was Instantly. like, my God, why, why do that? And not only that, you would hear the same audio booze, like <laughs> that, that familiar sound repeatedly. And that's just not the way that natural crowd reactions work. And those two guys don't need it. They do not need it. I know that that's the thing that they want for Dominic. I, I saw one person say, Sean wants uh, Hook to be popular so bad he's bearing Dominic. I'm like, how is this about AEW? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, if you if you watch our podcast, anytime we talk about Dominic Mysterio, all we do is put over how far he's come and the reactions he's getting. And I've, I've gone so far as to say that at one point he was the hottest heel in the business. Yeah. So well, like we, we haven't shit on him, but it, the sound's been very noticeable. And uh, again, everybody out there that's been criticizing Sean or fightful because of that. Now, well, now we've explained. It I, I want to address this and I understand this is good faith. Britt Lockman says, Sean, for the sake of your own sanity, you got to stop arguing with people who don't care for fact to begin with. It's never worth it. Listen, I appreciate that, but that's condescending to me. I am an adult. I respond to less than half of 1% of Twitter criticism. If I responded to everybody that criticized me, I wouldn't have time to get anything else done. Certainly wouldn't have any work. So if you say this to me, I will say, well, great. Give me your Twitter password because I've got some great ideas for how to run your account too while we're at it. Come on. Like it's, it's okay for me to address some media illiteracy here and there. Because I'll tell you one thing, that is not the audience I'm after with Fightful. I want a smarter audience. I want the audience that's watching this show, subscribe to Fightful Select, and the like. This type of stuff. Some goofball saying, let me see. where What do we got here? Some goofball saying, <laughs> yeah, Sean doesn't even go to WWE pressers because it's not AEW. That does not affect my mental health whatsoever. Because I can make that person look stupid and then leave and never think of them again. So I appreciate the concern. All you need not, is a screenshot a of you. At, what was the one where you talking to Cody the last time? I forget. <laughs> so there was one. one guy. There was one guy that's like, yeah, Cody made Sean look stupid at fast lane. And I was like, I was not at fast lane, sir. It was not a show that I attended. You get to hear back from that guy. I didn't block him. 
There you go. All right. Well, hopefully that settles it once and for all. And people understand what we were talking about. The, the television broadcast, not in the arena. That is it. Yeah. Uh, I want to move on now. This is, this is not related to CM Punk, uh, at least not at, at, at a high level. Fortunately, we don't have any big CM Punk news this week, which is refreshing. However, WrestleTix reported that WWE has now opened up all available sections of seats at the Allstate Arena in Chicago for the Survivor Series. The new setup can accommodate almost 17,000 seats. And so, Sean, you're seeing it every day. There are still a lot of people convincing themselves that CM Punk is going to walk that aisle at the Survivor Series. Now, anything can happen, of course. Anything can happen, but you've got on the record to say that WWE uh, personnel have said there's no deal in place. Uh, key talent, we're told that he's not coming in. Anything to add for all of the hopefuls out there, for all of the people that have convinced themselves CM Punk's going to be at the Survivor Series, and they're even planning his first program. I've seen people saying, oh, he's going to confront Roman Reigns. Like, they have it all planned out already. I want to make it clear. I do not know whether or not um, CM Punk is going to be at Survivor Series. I have never reported uh, one way or another that he is or is not going to be at Survivor Series. I just want to make that abundantly clear. However, as of October 10th, 2023, WWE's position on it internally was, we have not signed him. We are not in talks with him. Please do not buy tickets to Survivor Series expecting to see him. Top talent asked, and you know who those top talent are. I do not believe WWE would risk lying to those talent, which, uh, you know, I, I've heard this. I saw one of the same very stupid people that said, oh, you, he, he's lying about Dominic. They said, oh, you think they're just going to tell Sean? Because he goes, is Punk coming? Yeah, they approached us and the number of times that they have approached us with something like that is Bray Wyatt not coming back, Randy Orton not coming back. It's not a thing that they do. Like, do you do you think that I would. You think I don't do my research on like, do you think we accidentally report things correctly it's not the way that it works so their stance internally was nope as of now i've got a little bit more on that that's going to come to fightfulselect.com next week so there, there's a nice little tease best five dollars in the business best 54 dollars a year in the business but um as of two weeks ago they were not and what happened with the the references since then yeah they've they've evaporated because when they said to me on the phone, we don't want to set unrealistic expectations. And I said, you are on the show. You are with the, the, the lines and all that. And they said, well, you can twist anything into being a CM Punk reference if you want, which is like a running joke on my Twitter now. But um, it's just that they've dried up. Corey Graves hasn't been doing them lately. The only thing I can think of lately is Shinsuke did the GTS in the, in the actual match with Ricochet. Yeah. And I saw some people online saying, oh, Punk's first program is going to be with Shinsuke Nakamura because he did the GTS, which I think is unrelated. I think it's just, just a new move that he chose to add to his arsenal. But uh, that's where that's where people are going to go. I mean, I'll tell you, as a wrestling fan, I'm looking forward to the Survivor Series just because the crowd is going to 
be interesting. And uh, they're probably going to hijack the show. But uh, yeah, I have no expectation of seeing Punk either. So uh, I hope people aren't disappointed. Let's get to some super chats, upper chats. Amir, for legal reasons, we're not going to answer this. Uh, send a, a different one uh, there instead. KE775 says, what do you think is next for Becky now that she dropped the title to Jade since it appears Becky glanced at her last night after the match? Zaya was staring at her Monday in the background. Well, I think that Becky Lynch is going to end up beating Zaya Lee is what I think is going to happen. But they they were setting the stage for something with Zaya and Becky, it, it would appear. But I mean, also Zaya was beating everybody up or trying to beat everybody up. I like that right now in wrestling across AEW and WWE, we're seeing people with their hands in multiple pots, so to speak. There's a natural progression. There's a branch on every tree, and you can go this way, that way, this way, that way. It's not one person, one feud. That's it. You're isolated on your own island. What do you think is next for Becky? I was surprised Lyra beat her. Were you surprised? Lyra beat her at Halloween Havoc? Somewhat, but it makes an awful lot of sense because a couple weeks ago, I had posted a video of Lyra training with Natalia. And it did really well. And a person in WWE had said to me, we're about to put some stock into her. Now, I didn't know it was going to be beating Becky Lynch. Clean. Certainly didn't. Yeah. Clean. But um, I i mean, was given a little bit of a, a heads up there. That was just insane. Like, I, I love it. I mean, good, good. Becky's doing great things. Becky's yep. on a tear right now. She is. She, she has had her best in-ring run. Since having a child, <laughs> unreal. What what a talent she is. I they bet she's loving it to too. Her. I bet she's yeah. loving it. She gets to face fresh faces every week. She's probably loving that. I thought she was going to do this whole open challenge type of run for the title longer. I thought, and I thought Tiffany Stratton was going to win the belt back. Like I, I kind of thought that's where they were headed. So I was surprised that Lyra beat her, but uh, good for her. They won almost fifteen minutes. You know, they had a pretty solid match. She countered the, um, what you call it? The man slam. Uh, yeah. Countered that and uh, good for her. It just, it surprised me. It surprised me. And Jade Cargill was sitting there and, and, you know, Jade was going to be on my list later, but I'll ask you right now. They've had her showing up across all three brands. They've really made her look like a star, but she hasn't really done anything yet. What do you think the plan is for her? Well, I'm trying to find out like where she's training right now because I know that the in-ring was something that they wanted to work on. It definitely right. was. Um, I think that the question marks around where she's going to be is a part of the attraction, and I think it should be. I think that with Nick Aldis especially joining SmackDown, that should be a thing. Like They're, they're bidding for her. They're trying to get her on, on their show. And then I think it'd be kind of funny if Shawn Michaels swooped right in and took her like, I think that would be good. And it would also make NXT look like she chose them, not just over raw and SmackDown, but AEW as well. Like, I right. think that would, I think that would be great perception wise. And as I had reported on Fightful Select, it is something that's been very important to them is how NXT is perceived because they're trying to sell the rights to it. Right. Right. Interesting. Adam Pierce pulls out the contract. Shawn Michaels hits him with a super kick. <laughs> ah, that'd <laughs> takes, be great. Takes Jade Cargill by great. the arm. I know. I do want to. I do want to address this huge super chat that Matt Hennessy sent, and a big thank you because he's been so generous to us. WWE and UFC run very differently. Do you think Endeavor will understand this and let WWE pay the talent the way they normally do? Top UFC have four fights a year, while WWE wrestlers 
at wrestle 52 weeks a year and three days a week. So there's a lot to that. UFC fighters are largely bigger pay-per-view draws at this point, but the pay-per-view rights are already sold. So that's, that's a whole thing as well. And who knows how that will go. We had reported on FightfulSelect.com. Please subscribe. So far, WWE, TKO, have not approached their top free agent talent, which includes, uh, I believe, Drew McIntyre, Becky Lynch, Kevin Owens, among others, about new contracts. Now, I believe Kevin Owens is up at the end of next year, Becky in the middle of the year, Drew at the beginning of the year. So the reason I say that is because you have three distinct periods of the year in which these deals expire. And to my knowledge, nobody has been approached yet. And a lot of the people near the top of that roster, Jimmy, were like, okay, how's this TKO thing going to play out? Will our, will we be right around where we are? Will we see an increase? Will we see a decrease? Because I know that impending free agents expect big increases on the AEW offers because of their upcoming TV rights negotiations. So I think, okay, I'm going to put myself in the shoes of Becky Lynch. I think that Becky Lynch should ask for more. And I think that she should be paid more. Sure. Not, not because of the Endeavor deal, because, you know, Ari Emanuel has made it pretty clear. Hunter's going to kind of, at the time he said Vince, but Hunter's going to kind of do his thing. Dana White's going to do his thing. I'm not going to micromanage. So I think that he's going to leave it to Hunter and probably Nick Khan. But the reason I think she should, ask for more and get paid more is they got a 40% increase on SmackDown starting yep. next year. They're going to get an increase on raw who knows how much, but they are, they're going to get an increase probably on NXT Peacock. I don't know when that's up, but they're probably going to get more on that too. They're going to have more money coming in. They're announcing all of these, Oh, new gross record, new gross. Now they're getting rights fees everywhere for uh, premium live events they're generating more revenue. And so she in turn should earn more. And so uh, I expect that that will happen. I don't know where it's, who knows where it's going to fall. Is she going to get a 50% increase over what she's currently making? That's up to her. And I don't know if she has an agent, but she should damn well ask for more and earn more. And I, I would expect that Endeavor understands that. Yeah. There, there's a major gender pay disparity and gap in WWE that I mean, I'm not going to say she's responsible for closing that gap, but she's going to set the tone for a whole lot of women in the future as well. Yeah, and she she deserves it, man. She deserves it, mm -hmm. you know? I mean, look look at a sport like tennis. And and a lot of the top women's players made a lot more than, than the top men's players, and they deserve to. They drew. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's what it comes down to. It comes down to kind of the, the, the revenue that you generate. Becky Lynch is a draw, and so she deserves to get paid, and I imagine that uh, she will, or at least she's going to get the offer. And if you've been experiencing too many pay-per-view draws and you're looking to save some money, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. 
If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. I'm traveling a lot, and when you travel, you got to protect your data. you got to protect your privacy online. NordVPN.com slash Fightful allows me to do that, allows me to browse safely and securely. When you go to an airport, when you go to an arena, a restaurant, a hotel, you're usually connecting to that unsecured Wi-Fi, which leaves you susceptible to having your data stolen, any, any number of things taken from your private connection or what should be your private connection. NordVPN.com slash Fightful makes it a private connection with the fastest VPN in the world, a 30-day money-back guarantee, and a ton of other features in addition to that peace of mind that you get when you can browse safely and securely. And I'm talking all your devices. Surface Pro, laptop, desktop, PC, smart TV, router, phone, whatever you're taking with you, NordVPN.com slash Fightful will add extra layers of security to your digital life. You can get a password manager, a file encryption tool. Be safe. Be smart. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. As we're on the air, we learn that AEW has trademarked World's End, which, you know, very much seems like WWE Armageddon. Armageddon was in December. AEW, as FightfulSelect.com reported, has a show in the New York area Saturday, uh, December 30th. So... That can make an awful lot of sense. Very cool. All right. I want to talk about uh, Will Ospreay. I, that's cool. I want to talk about Super Chats. Broadway Joe says, am I crazy for thinking Becky to AEW is happening? I've got it at 85% right now. <laughs> Her run seems awfully similar to previous cases, i.e. Edge and Brian. I'd put it at 85% she stays with WWE and 15% she goes to AEW. But no, I don't think it's crazy because I think that Becky Lynch would be offered, you know, travel accommodations, her own locker room, uh, would be offered a ton of money, uh, a better schedule probably, uh, for, for AEW. I think he makes a good comparison to Edge and Brian because yeah. they both, you know, let's be honest, right? Before Becky started this run with the NXT title, creatively, she looked like she was kind of flat. Like there wasn't a lot going on with her creatively. She gets the NXT title, goes on a great run. She gets to, to wrestle different faces every week, and it kind of rejuvenated things for her a bit. But Adam Copeland was pretty honest in saying WWE had nothing for me. 
Like they, they, yeah. you know, they had nothing for me. And I wonder if they might get to that point with Becky. And I sure hope they don't because she's a hell of a talent and, and still one of their top names. Well, right now they've got Rhea Ripley main event of WrestleMania for her. So that'd be great. Yep. Of the potential WWE free agents in 2024, which three are the most important WWE should re-sign? And which three are the biggest names WWE will re-sign? Well, okay, I just want to make it clear. Like, Fightful's contracts, here's what we have listed. And I mean this is what we have listed. In 2024, as of right now, Alexa Bliss, Drew McIntyre, Becky Lynch, Ricochet, Jinder Mahal, Kofi Kingston, Big E, Xavier Woods, Randy Orton, Kevin Owens. Now, I want to I want to take a moment for those. Kofi Kingston missed about six months. He's going to be into 2025. Randy Orton missed a year and a half. He will be through 2025. Uh, you look at who else we got. Alexa Bliss, maternity leave. I don't know if they'll extend for that, but we'll count her. So I'd say Alexa, Becky, Drew, Ricochet, Jinder, Xavier, Kevin Owens. I think the top three are... Without a doubt, Becky Lynch drew Kevin Owens. No question. And th- those are the ones they got to go after. You keep the tip, tip, top talent as best you can. No question. And uh, I mean, obviously things can change, but I know that uh, Drew has done an interview saying he doesn't plan to go anywhere else. Kevin, when he signed his last contract, mm. said that he never planned to go anywhere else. You never know. Things can change, but I, I'm with you on Becky. Things I yeah, I'd be surprised if Becky uh, left, but Drew and Kevin, I don't think I would be. I don't think I'd be surprised if either one of those guys left. Caden says, do you think WWE's recent uptick in showcasing women versus AEW's constant issues caused some AEW fans to switch, feel like it could be boiling over? It certainly could. If women's wrestling is definitely like the thing that you watch wrestling for, and there are a lot of people who just prefer that. Uh, Squared Circle Sirens was was a force in our, our line of work. I think that it could. And I think WWE is highlighting women as, as well as they can right now. They're getting faces on screen. That way, when you use them in spots, you go, oh, yeah, I know who that is. Not where they've been for three or four months. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We got Trey Way saying, I think the LA Knight promo with Heyman last week on SmackDown is going to be looked at a long time. He's always had it, and I'm glad he gets to show it. Listen, I hate to pat myself on the back, Jimmy. but <laughs> You know those little pet buttons? where you, you can have your pets like your dog or your cat slap the button and it says the thing. Uh-huh. I bought one of those, and just to annoy my wife, I recorded it to go, yeah, like six years ago when Eli Drake was on TNA Wrestling doing the facts of life. I always thought that that guy had it on the mic, and listen, I, I've not seen him put on a four-star match, let alone a five-star match, but... That's sort of secondary when you're as over as what he is right now. Same with Dominic. Yep. He's so over. doesn't matter. I've talked so many times, I think on this podcast about promo work and character work are going to trump in ring almost every time. And, uh, and, uh, I, I think I've, somebody asked me one time, what would you do if your kids wanted to be wrestlers? And I said, I would tell them take improv classes, uh, take uh, speaking lessons, take acting classes. That's how you get to the top in pro wrestling. And LA Knight, I I think that currently he's my favorite wrestler because yeah. I love his story so much. I love his story so much, man. 20 years. And he didn't sit around for 20 years with his thumb up his ass. He no. heard for 20 years in order to get this opportunity. And just isn't it now? 
Isn't it insane to think that before, like, within the last few years, NWA had Eddie Kingston, Ricky Starks, Thunder Rosa, and L.A. Knight. Right. Like, at one point, that was one of the most enjoyable shows there was. It's just, it's wild. I love uh, it every right. time he comes out. Sorry to cut you out, but I love it every no. time he comes out. I love the reaction he's getting. And uh, to see Cena kind of pass the torch to him, to see him face-to-face -face with Roman Reigns, the biggest star probably currently in wrestling. It's great to see. It's great to see. Yeah. And uh, I feel really, I'm really happy for the guy. Really happy for him. Jay Miller, I really love this question. Has WDB ever given a reason why they pretty much stopped doing pre-show matches on PLEs? No, but I'm asking about it this week and I'll tell you my hunch that I feel like is going to be realized. If they put five or six shows on a PLE and then take, and then do the same yeah. amount of views, yeah. same amount of views, same amount of subscriptions, and then they take those other three matches and they put them on Raw, SmackDown, elsewhere and beef up those shows and increase their ratings. Why wouldn't you do it? If you can give the fans less and they'll take less, why not? Why not? Did they do Gunther, Chad Gable on purpose like that? Was that intentional? There have been a couple like that that they did on purpose like that. There were some that just get adjusted sort of last minute and get moved from the card and, and the like. Trish Becky was that was time for time. Yeah, that was the one. That was the yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Crazy 101 says, What do you guys think Tony's gift is? The sting? Do you know? I don't know. And it's it was kept very close to the vest in AEW as of last week. Joel Pearl had a tweet and I loved it. He goes, It's health insurance. <laughs> Maybe they're going to gift wrap Ric Flair. Maybe. Oh, I, I, I want to say one thing about Steve Ward and Sting. Um, I'm really glad that he got to have this career resurgence in yep. AEW. And I know that a lot of people shit on AEW for no reason sometimes. And sometimes they criticize everything that AEW does. AEW has handled Sting perfectly. I think they've done a great job with him. I think the partnership with Darby Allen really worked. I think Darby's really going to miss him when he's not uh, by his side at TV every week. But I'm glad he got to have this career resurgence after the way the WWE mishandled him. You know, the last, the last uh, what's it been now, three years that he's been there? It's mm -hmm. been uh, it's been good a great thing and uh, what's he now mid sixties Sean? Yeah, six like he'll be sixty five. Um, that that face paint does wonders. <laughs> I yeah, good for him. I, I don't like traveling anymore. I might might have to make it to Revolution for that because I feel like I would regret not watching his last match. Ricardo says hi Sean hi Jimmy here's some love thank you. Do you think Tony does not feel uh, like he needs to feature women on AEW? I think that they probably view them as not as a, as an established draw, which I have said numerous times, self-fulfilling prophecy. I think um, you got to book people in order for them to get over regarding sting regarding sting, by the way, I, I think it's probably like a hall of fame. Well, he says it's something that hasn't happened before. Hmm. Maybe oh God, I, I wouldn't even have an idea. The only thing I could think of given his sports background is maybe they're going to like raise something to the rafters of a building or something. They're going to retire. Know. They're going to retire something for him. Something. something. That's kind of, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, does Tony, uh, actually we saw that thoughts on Carlito's new theme. I think it'll grow on people, but man, that original one just fit him so well, Jimmy. He said he didn't like it. I saw that. Yeah. I haven't heard the new one enough cause he hasn't been around enough, but uh, at the pay-per-view when he first came back, he still had the old one. And yeah. the crowd went ballistic in Puerto Rico. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the apple chewing thing is is passe, but 
I don't really have an opinion. I think it works. I think it's a good Still today, yeah? Yeah. Van Twinblade says, trying to send a Humber chat, but it won't let me. I'll hit up Streamlabs and see what is up there. Thoughts on TNA coming back, guys. So we can we we are going to talk about that at length. So give me a minute there. Do you give Drew the title at Crown Jewel? No, he doesn't have a contract yet. Absolutely not. No. Um, I think it would be. I think he's doing great in his role. Absolutely, I do but. too. He's like a heel, but not a heel. I like it too. Gunther plans for Survivor Series. Is it still Gable or a new challenger? Any plans for Dragonov versus Gunther in the future? Maybe the Berlin PLE. I haven't heard of any Gunther Dragunov plans as of yet. Will Ospreay going to AEW or WWE? I think AEW. Punk News? Punk News is coming next week. Gunther plans at Survivor Series. I think it should be either Logan Paul or Rey Mysterio is what I think for the U.S. title. Is it, So are they still planning title for title stuff at Survivor Series? or like I don't, I don't know, but that's what I would do because Gunther could have a great match with either one of those two. Yes, he like could. Imagine, imagine Logan Paul doing a springboard all the way through the air and then chopped down. I would love that. He'd, he'd go, he'd go baby face, Gunther. Yeah. C-Dust goes, Jimmy, do you see the TKO stock going up anytime soon or do you think it's going to stay floating around $80? So my gut tells me that Wall Street is not going to like the raw deal when they announce a raw deal and that the stock is going to stay flat or drop further. Okay. Uh, but long term, they're going to be just fine because they're going to do, you know, record quarters and all of that with the revenue announcements. So long it's, it's more be- it's more than already record numbers are. <laughs> so, yeah, like they'll, they'll be fine. But given what happened with the SmackDown deal, which. I, Ari Emanuel did an interview. I can't remember where it was. And he made a comment. He said, we got a 40% increase. And yet, you know, they weren't happy with that because Wall Street had higher expectations. Yeah. Raw's going to be the same thing, I think. And I, I mean, I had a feeling that those expectations wouldn't be met because there were unrealistic expectations of people who, quite frankly, don't know wrestling that much and don't realize that wrestling for a long time was underpaid. Like for the last, for the 20 years before Fox wrestling was severely underpaid under the perception that wrestling fans don't spend money, which is not true. A lot of it is because they look at wrestling's considered sport. And so they look at some of the increases that other sports have received. Sure. Kind of put it in line with that. And uh, I don't know. It, it, it is what it is. I mean, I, you know, again, their, their quarterly revenue numbers get at the, I guess the first one's going to be Q1 of 25 is when they're going to report Q4 of 24. That's going to yeah. be, they're going to break every record. So the stock's going to be fine then, but uh, it, there's going to be some pain until then. J.M. Milligrito says, I think AEW and TK missed their media payday deal or opportunity putting all their eggs in the WBD basket. TNT, TBS ratings are crap. No Mac streaming deal. Well, you're not privy to that information. Uh, I'll do respect. Like, you don't know what, what they were offering. They might've been getting lowballed. like for, for all we know. I, I want to say one thing about that. So, and a lot of this again is maybe misinformation. Maybe it's because they just don't like AEW. The dynamite ratings are not crap. No, they're not. I think they did 900,000 last uh, Wednesday again. Right. We've seen with raw when they're up against football and the base baseball playoffs, you're going to take a hit, but the dynamite ratings have been okay. And as a matter of fact, collision, I think is in back to 500, which was it you that reported or somebody reported that Warner Brothers Discovery, their their target was 500000 a week? Do you know? Uh, something like that, yeah. 
So I wouldn't say they're crap. Rampage has not performed. Uh, Rampage is a secondary show. Dynamite's doing just fine. Like they're not in the toilet. Yeah. Uh, Ryan says, Sean, can you find out why Karrion Cross hasn't been on TV with already giving Triple H full creative control? I'm surprised he's not popped up like other favorites. He's been teasing his own stuff, but yes, I uh, can find out why. Uh, I don't have a reason why. I mean, obviously, if it's a Triple H call, he's probably going to be featured in some some capacity. Uh, but yeah, I will ask. Jimmy mentioned a possible increase in the Peacock deal. Do you think they stick with the PLE model or return to the pay-per-view model? I think whatever they think will make them more money, Jimmy. I think that because Endeavor's got the ownership, uh, that they might want to go potentially the UFC route, meaning that they might charge more for the pay-per-view. That wouldn't surprise me. I could see them start with WrestleMania to test the waters and maybe do it at a lower price. Wouldn't surprise me because uh, that's that's what Endeavor knows from uh, UFC. So wouldn't surprise me. Do you think LA Knight should be the one to beat Rollins? I mean, he's on a completely different show, so I don't think so. Um, but, I mean, if he did, I wouldn't be upset about it. So I think uh, LA Knight beats Logan Paul for the U.S. title. And and I, and I want to ask you this. I want to ask you this. I understand why they're going to do LA Knight Roman Reigns at Crown Jewel. I get it, right? LA Knight's like probably the hottest thing in wrestling right now. I get it. I think they're feeding him to Roman too early. Like, I think it's too soon. LA Knight's only had a few big wins on TV. He won the Battle Royal at SummerSlam. I don't really count the Miz too much because the Miz is the Miz. He beat uh, Jimmy Uso. He beat Solo Sokoa on SmackDown. He's only had a few wins. Do you think it's too soon for them to be feeding him to Roman at Crown Jewel? Because he's not beating Roman. No, so do you think it's no, because he's not going to beat Roman at no. all. Do you think it's too soon to feed him to him? No. Because when else are you going to do it? He's hot right now. Do it right now. Do you think it's going to hurt his stock getting beat by Roman? Um, I mean, there's going to be some people that claim he got buried, but he's not getting buried. Like when I was thinking about this again, what made sense to me? Because, you know, Logan Paul, if he's got that U.S. title, he's going to increase the value of the U.S. title. Just given his social media presence, he'll probably wear it on his podcast, all that shit. That will do a lot for whoever beats him. And yeah. if Logan Paul loses to LA Knight, if LA Knight is the one to beat him for the U.S. title, that could really do a lot to kind of offset the loss to Roman. And so I think yeah. that's the direction they should go. Well, if you're looking to offset <laughs> the cost of all those carbs you're eating in the morning with other cereals, let Magic Spoon help you out. I've long told you guys how much I love magicspoon.com slash Fightful. And now Magic Spoon has reinvented your favorite childhood cereals and your favorite childhood treats. The cereal is great, contains zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, four to five grams of net carbs per serving, keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, 140 calories per serving in all your favorite flavors. But now they also have these great on-the-go snacks these brand new treats. You can have totally delicious, high-protein cereal bars for breakfast, dessert, and any time in between. They're just like the marshmallow treats you had as a kid but with only one gram of sugar and one to two grams of net carbs, and they're packed with 11 grams of protein per bar. They also have a wonderful chocolatey peanut butter flavor as well. Head over to magicspoon.com slash Fightful. Grab a custom bundle of cereal and try it yourself. Don't forget to try those brand new marshmallow and chocolatey peanut butter treats. Use our promo code FIGHTFUL at checkout to save $5 off your order. 
And if that's not enough, they are backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. If you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. You have nothing to lose by trying these delicious new treats and all the classic cereal that you love. Magicspoon.com slash Fightful and use the code Fightful to save $5. Oh, check him out, guys. Rock hard Joel Wood says, is a stretch to say if Osprey leaves New Japan, it would be their biggest loss since the elite left. I would say yes, Jimmy. Uh, slightly more than Switchblade, but let's talk about it. Will Osprey had a hamper of a match big shocker i think he's probably uh, the the odds on favorite to win uh fightful's award for in-ring wrestlers voted on by fightful select subscribers this year uh enjoy paying for those awards jimmy but it's gonna be man, less of them right it's gonna be less of them i'm planning on it yeah oh they're better, uh, <laughs> better we got to consolidate some we, we got to hit up i told kate to hit up trophy makers like We'll do a sponsorship. We'll do a, like, we'll just plug your trophy shop. But anyway, Osprey, how are you feeling? His deal is up late January, early February. So uh, it was reported that he hired Barry Bloom to be his agent. He did that right? like four or five months ago, though. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And so Barry Bloom, a lot of people know who Barry Bloom is. He's represented everybody from Jesse Ventura, even, and, and Mick Foley and a bunch of people. Sure. Um, I don't know Will Ospreay, but I just don't see any way he signs with WWE. And and I know that he's trying to be smart in terms of leverage. Say that again. NXT, I do. If NXT Europe launches, they offer him oh. a, a lot of money and they have him be the flag bearer there, but also bring him over sometimes. He's very clearly open to working in the States. Yeah, he said that. He like Publicly, I saw he did an interview and he said that he's open to relocating to the U.S. The problem if he goes to WWE is... Um, I don't think NXT Europe is on the horizon that soon because it isn't his yeah. deal up in Q1 of next year. It is, but WWE can do that deal with the intent. They've had people under contract for like a full year without using them as well. I get is Osprey going to be cool with that. Do you think if he's like getting paid sitting on the sidelines, doing nothing, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. So the I way I look his motivations yeah, the, the way I look at it is, you know, we know what AEW can offer, right? They, they let guys wrestle for different promotions if they want to. They've got the relationship with New Japan Pro Wrestling, assuming that Osprey doesn't burn any bridges, which I, I doubt he will. So they got more flexibility there. I think that Tony Khan will be more flexible in letting him have time to go home because they only have TV. They don't have live events. So there's more flexibility in the schedule. And I also think that he'll have more flexibility in terms of creative uh, I just don't see him going to WWE. I'd be surprised if he did it. Maybe if they just back up the Brinks truck, Sean, you know, that's what Hunter used to always say. If you back up the Brinks truck, maybe, but I also think that Tony Khan probably values him as much, if not more so than WWE does. So I just don't see him going to WWE, but, uh, I guess we'll find out in a few months. Yeah. Uh, I, look at him as one of the most interesting free agents because, the in-ring is there. The the physical aspect of it is there. The promo work is there. Presence. It's all about it's all about yeah, the presence, the, the him getting buzz. It's all about motivations. And I'll never pretend to understand the motivations of millionaires or artists or anything like that because I can't uh, you don't know. He's told me in the past, man, I really love to stay at home. But right. if you can work for 3 to 5 years, so you don't have to work when you're 43, 44, 45, 46, et cetera. 
and that one has to do with the other, you might look at that and weigh it and go, you know what? I can do this while I'm able. And then in my 40s, 50s, and 60s, I can be wherever the Get hell I want to be. Maybe. You know what that makes me think of? Hulk Hogan did an interview one time talking about when he first went uh, to WWE. Mm-hmm. And he said he told his wife, he said, kind of what you just said. He said he told his wife, I'm just going to do a couple of years. New York is where the money is. I'm going to do yeah. a couple of years. And then after that, we can take it easy. And in his own words, one year turned into two, two turned into three, and three turned into ten. Hard to walk away from it. Like, yeah. It, is. it can happen, yeah. I mean, and with Will Ospreay, like, I, I mean, I can tell you, like, I, I love what I do. And sometimes I look at it and I go, is it worth it? And then I think, well, where am I ever going to make what I'm making here doing something else? I can suck it up, deal with it, and it'll pay off in the long run. I don't know Will Ospreay's skill set, but I can't imagine there's going to be a lot of seven-figure offers for him to do anything else. And that's not, like, me taking a shot at him. Yeah. But, like, man, that's it's just, like. Maybe he's a really good singer and we just don't know it. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I would love to see that. That would be wonderful, right? We should clip My this and tag God. him on Twitter. Let's yeah. not. Let's absolutely not. Brandon Joseph says, could ROH Final Battle being exclusive to Honor Club be a test run for a separate streaming deal for them since WBD doesn't seem to want them? Well, from what I had understood, WBD had seen... ROH is a part of their pay-per-view schedule. So that was particularly interesting to me. And that's something I'm going to look into, but yes, I think it is. I think it's them trying to see what type of churn they get, what type of like how much money they make from subscriptions versus the pay-per-view cost. And I think they will adjust accordingly as a result. Uh, Black Mega Man says, just wanted to pipe in five bucks to ask if uh, WWE is still in contact with Kyrie. Yes. Uh, that they are, and she's supposed to come in. That'd be great. Um, has WDB been interested in any other foreign stars? I haven't heard of any lately, but there's always some interest. I guess just Will Ospreay, right? Uh, Listen, the sources that have reported that so far, I'll do my own. I'll do my own on that. I got a good connection there. Fuzzy Wazzy says, Jimmy mentioned a possible increase. Oh, well, we, we, we read we read that one. Tony's gift to sting the revolution main event. I don't think that would be like the gift. No, I because think every go ahead. No, you said this before, but they said uh, it's something that wrestlers have never received or something. Yes, that's so what Tony Schiavone claimed. Yeah, it's gonna be something different. That's what Tony Schiavone claimed. And I think the re- like retiring the jersey type of thing. I think that's kind of a cool one. Like, I, I don't like know. That. I mean, some people will think it's stupid, I'm sure, but I, I did, yeah, I don't know exactly what it is. Uh, our Humper Chats are working because Mike the Jeweler says, what's up, SRS? Hello, Boss Man Van. Let's hemp. All the great work you all do. Stopping by late today, but wanted to say, F the haters, SRS. Do, do your thing. My friend Punk to TNA soon? That project, let's make it happen, bro. We do need to make it happen. Uh, CM Punk to TNA, what odds do you give it, Jimmy? He was making about... Five milli in AEW. Uh, some of the top TNA people make about two fifty. So, I mean, I'm never gonna say zero because you know Wayne Gretzky got traded to the LA King, so I'm never gonna say zero. Five percent, five percent. So, if they gave Punk two hundred and fifty grand, and he gave him a brother, brother, thanks for hiring a steel deal, they get them about four or five dates prorated on AEW, but. <laughs> Listen, if you say, hey, you stay for the tapings, we'll, we'll do 
you know, two, three big pay-per-view matches. Maybe you do three tapings for us a year. Any, uh, any possibility? My opinion. My opinion. <laughs> and I don't, I don't know CM Punk. This is my opinion. Punk's got an ego. He does. And I could see CM Punk believe that the fan impression of him going to Impact TNA would be a massive step down from where he was. And so I just don't see it. I don't see it. I, I think that for him, he would like to have his swan song on the big stage in WWE or just the hell with wrestling. Like that's, that's just what I think, but I don't know him. So maybe he'll end up wrestling on TNA next week, but, uh, that's just Could you imagine. Okay. He wouldn't do it next week. He would do it after whatever the day of survivor series, whenever the hell that is, he would do it after that. That'd be great though. Wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It'd be great for Buzz. I would love it. Matt Hennessy dropping a big fat super chat saying, do you see the way reforming on the main roster? It's great to have DIY back together, but there have to be have been no references to the way or Loomis. Great to have Johnny Tommaso Champa or Tommaso Champa, Candace Indy on TV, but without the way, Dexter is dead in the water. This has been a big question mark for me, Jimmy, and we'll spend mm -hmm. a little time on this because of the, the generosity of this super chat. Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa are going to reinvigorate the tag team division. I think it is great. Indy got highlighted in what was her best singles match of her WWE career. Mm -hmm. Candice has been featured on TV, got attacked by Zia Lee. Austin Theory is over on SmackDown doing his own thing, and I think that he and Grayson Waller are great together. I would keep that as a thing. That's what he's been missing. Then you got Dexter Loomis just waiting. What do you what do you see happening here? I think they should reform the way because I always love the idea of Dexter kind of being that comedic relief and like he doesn't trust Tommaso Ciampa. Why would he? He's also and got he, a hell of a look, Dexter. He's got a great look, look and and I don't think he has to to be an, a nonstop in ring wrestler. I think him being weirded out by Tommaso Ciampa would be really really good stuff because clearly Dexter Loomis is the weird one. But when he acts like Tommaso Ciampa is weird, I think that could be some good comedic relief there. I think that Judgment Day needs something fresh to do because I'm tired of Judgment Day against some combination of Cody, Sammy, their friends. Yeah. I'm tired of it. They've been doing it for, it feels like 18 years. I'm tired of it. So if that means that we would have an opportunity to have Judgment Day doing something else, and Rhea Ripley's part of Judgment Day, so now she's got a couple of challengers for her title, too. And yep. maybe, maybe they find a way down the road to get Austin Theory a babyface turn because Dominic's the only way to do it. So that, to me, makes a lot of sense if they decide to go down that road. Judgment Day needs something else to do. So if that gets it done, awesome. The only Now, Dexter Loomis, I think, would be really necessary to make that work because with all due respect to Maso and to Gargano, Dexter's the one that can go nose to nose with, with Damian Priest and look like a real threat. Yes. So I think he'd have to be part of it. But uh, yeah, it'd be great if we could see them with Judgment Day and just have them do something new. I'm all for that. We've got J.M. Melagrito saying Berlin and Paris PLEs are precursors to NXT Europe. I think that it very well could be. I can't say that, that it is, but it certainly seems that way, J.M. Melagrito. It seems awful convenient, right? That they're all of a sudden they're like, 
Oh, yeah. In addition to big UK events, well, here you go. Here's Paris and Berlin. Like, those are two major markets that they just don't hit on PLEs. Yep. I mean, they did Paris, I think, uh, was it last year? And everybody loved it. The crowd was hot. The talent loved yeah. it. And uh, a, a big key to this, too, and, and credit to Brandon Thurston for this, Berlin's paying a right, a right fee. And I imagine Paris is probably going to pay a right fee. And that's WWE's game now. Is wherever they go, they want to get a right fee. They got it for the Clash in Cardiff. They got they're getting it for every show that they're doing now, pretty much. Yeah. So uh, that is a, a, another big factor in them doing the shows there. But uh, maybe I mean, if they are, because I I remember I don't know if it was on an earnings call, something was somebody asked about NXT Europe, and they were told that it's kind of on the back burner. Might have been on on an yeah, earnings yeah, call. It was a triple or no, it was a Shawn Michaels call, okay. and he said that you know with the merger that that really changes things. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, if they're ready to move forward with it, uh, as you mentioned, that'd be a great way to get a guy like Osprey. So, you know, so it could be interesting. Brian says, hey, Sean, when are AOP debuting for WDB? And when does Becky and does Becky re-sign with WDB? I think that Becky does uh, re-sign with WWE. I think that they will offer her good money. It's, It's hard for me to imagine Becky making less than $4 million a year with wwe period like i it's hard for me to imagine that because i think that tony khan will offer her several million dollars a year i would if i were tony khan knowing what some of the other people there made and knowing how transformative she could be for that division and for buzz and specific fans as far as aop boy that's a good question i heard they were at the pc in august of 2022 (laughs) with some of the returning people they were seen around there getting ready because WWE has them come in. Uh, they were on travel lists in May. Paul Ellering was around the Performance Center a few months ago. I don't know. I have no idea, man. Hmm. It's insane. Mm-hmm. insane. Do, you more, do you have more Super Chats or do you want to talk about that, Impact? Let's talk about Impact before we head over to the list goes on over on FightfulSelect.com. Again, Best $5 in the business, best $54 a year. You get exclusive news, a bunch of shows. Uh, Mike Jeweler, Mike the Jeweler says, five milli, holy shit, homeboy dropped the bag on this one. That's the rumored amount. I don't have that confirmed. Uh, ego or not, five milli is a bag. He messed that up, but TNA, TNA, TNA is back. Oh, man, that's going to be something. Sting retirement will be a bittersweet moment. Hopefully, can see his match live. I hope I see you there, if so, uh, Mike, because I'm planning on going, but tna jimmy yeah so you know interesting so uh the first show is going to be hard to kill on january 13th under the tna banner and you know i've seen obviously a split on this some people don't like it because the negative connotation to tna some people love it because the company was at their peak and it was their heyday i'm indifferent like i don't really care one way or the other and I, i i think that the negative connotation surrounding you know, TNA, you know, you know what TNA stands for in that regard. I think that's kind of simmered down over the last uh, several years. I think, I don't think it's as big of a thing as it used to be. I'm indifferent about it. What are your thoughts? I I think uh, you've said you like it. I, uh, I do like it. I do like it. Um, I look at that and I was hoping that they would at least do one nostalgia show a year. Just be like, they had planned with TNA in 2020 before the pandemic. As it turns out, when we looked into this, Fightful Select learned, oh, no, they were going to have a completely separate TNA brand in 2020. Like, they were going to oh, do that. They two were brands. Gonna, yeah, they were going to do Impact and TNA as separate uh, brands. 
and it kept it was kept very very quiet but i look at it now and i was like okay you know what a lot of people romanticize the tna era and quite frankly the people that were associated with lol tna are long gone hogan's mm-hmm. gone uh his, his people are gone dixie's gone you got scott demore who's a pretty pretty consistently good booker but they need buzz they need something so embrace it like i i know that Im- i thought impact was a good rebrand I thought it was a sensible rebrand. Mm-hmm. I thought as far as those go, it made a lot of sense as well. But TNA works really, really well. And they had pushed this back a couple times. They thought about announcing it this summer. Interesting. I mean, when, when you look at it from a numbers perspective, so Impact currently on Access TV, they do less than 100,000 viewers most week. Yeah. So it, it's pretty minimal viewership. TNA at their peak on Spike, and I know it was a different time. It was a different time, and it was a different era, but they were doing as much as 2 million viewers on Spike. And so when you talk about the nostalgia aspect, do you think maybe some of those viewers that have moved on might resample Impact slash TNA because they used to watch TNA whenever the hell that was 20 years ago? So do you think that they might uh, resample it now? Impact 1000 and the TNA announcement both of those got more buzz of anything we've had involving impact or TNA wrestling in the last five years, except for when Omega showed up during the pandemic that got a lot of buzz, but yeah, I think there are going to be a lot of people that that give a shot, Mm -hmm. Uh, give them a shot. I I will. I'll watch it. I mean, I watch it for my job, but I will watch it completely separate of that as well. Like I'll watch it as it happens, as opposed to like the next day or, or Saturday. Okay. Okay. We'll see how it goes. I mean, like I said, I'm kind of indifferent one way or the other, but uh, hopefully it helps them out. Hopefully it works for them. FightfulSelect.com, guys. We're wrapping up with uh, this super chat. It says, Delayed Gratz is bash at Berlin on 8-31-2024. A shot at perspective uh, all in Wembley on the same weekend or really close to it. Yes, 100%. They know, they know when AEW is running. Now, granted, AEW is running the week before, but... They're saying, hey, you don't have to go to AEW. You can come over here to Berlin and, and do this show instead. Uh, AEW was is very much banking on this is your opportunity to see AEW when we're in Europe. And Mike says, any idea where the retirement match for Sting will be? Trying to confirm with some of my people. If you had an idea, that'd be great to plan the trip. TNA will forever be. Uh, I can't say that. <laughs> says, for me, the good old days, but Scott D is an OG. Uh, I'm working on that. I'm trying to sniff that out myself. I'm hoping Charlotte. Oh boy, am I hoping Charlotte for that sweet direct flight. One hour. Let me get off that plane and then go back that night. Well, you know, Ric Flair did tell Chris Van Vliet he'd like one more match. Oh, <laughs> brother. Oh, God. Until guy, until next time, guys, head over to FightfulSelect.com. We're out. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.